This podcast is made possible by Workday and U.S. Bank. Bonus episode. And I participated in every industry association, every accounting association anybody's ever heard of. I just think they're awesome. I've gotten some of the, maybe every job I've ever gotten or the best jobs because of networking. I've gotten a ton out of the education. And so I love it. And then as I talked about on episode 329, I moved to Charleston and I wanted some sort of educational and networking forum. So I started something in Charleston. I think we were kind of just right beginning the first time we talked. And from there, I've grown. It's Jack Sweeney. Welcome to a bonus episode. That's right. We've dropped uh, three episodes into the flow this week instead of just two. But we recently caught up with CFO Robert Bendetti of Lifecycle Engineering, who first joined us a few hundred episodes ago. And he shared with us the story of the CFO Council that he actually establishes down in South Carolina where there wasn't a group locally that was designed to serve the information needs and the networking needs of finance leaders and senior finance executives. So it's a story that I think might inspire other finance leaders and at the same time uh, allow us to put the spotlight on all of what Robert is up to, which given the circumstances that we all find ourselves in today, Networking must not stop, and building relationships must not stop. And it was a good time to have Robert explain why. Oh, and one last thing before I forget, the podcast Being Planful dropped another episode recently, and I urge you to check it out. Being Planful is a podcast for FP&A leaders and planning experts. You may have heard the teaser we're running for being planful right before our mentoring round. That's the voice of Chris Ortega, one of the FP&A leaders who was recently interviewed. Check it out. Check out Chris's episode. It's a lot of fun. I think you'd enjoy it. His perspective on the FP&A world. We'll be back after this. In a world that's always changing, one thing never does. Your need to adapt. Your need to evolve your need to grow. That's why we built Workday, a single finance, HR, and planning system that can change as your needs change and evolve as the world evolves. To learn how Workday is helping mid-sized organizations embrace the future with confidence, visit us at Workday.com. speaking with Robert Bendetti, CFO of Lifecycle Engineering. Robert, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I want to uh, say up front here that uh, for those listeners who might not recall, Robert joined us way back on episode 329. Uh, We covered his uh, sort of finance career journey on that episode. Uh, But you know what? I'd like to open this up if it's okay, Robert. Uh, by asking you to look back once again for us, is there an, an experience from the past that maybe you've begun to appreciate more or see differently 
uh, as time has passed. And of course, I'm talking about career experiences. Is there anything that's maybe become more magnified as you look back on the path you took? Jack, I listened to the first podcast and I had like a really cool professional answer for this question at the beginning. And then I'm gonna come a little more real this time. And I think something that was, uh, that shaped me really early on when I was in college, I was working my way through college and I got fired from actually most jobs that I had in college, but one in particular. And it really made me realize, wow, I can't have all my eggs in one basket. I, I need a network. I need a side hustle. Uh, it, it's not enough to be good at your job. You can still get fired. Coming from you, I think that that means a lot in, in the fact that you've always been a, a terrific networker. And uh, part of what uh, I hope we can explore with you today is the, the CFO council that you've been busy building out. I know you've got some new aspirations, which uh, are pretty impressive. But l let me ask you just about, can I ask you about uh, life cycle engineering? And uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the company and of course this uh, strange environment we've entered now. What, what would you like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I, am, I feel blessed to have any job and extra blessed to be the chief financial officer of Lifecycle Engineering. We are headquartered in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. We got 750 or so team members all over the US and we're a consulting firm, a training firm, staff augmentation, and we help companies that are in manufacturing or they need help with asset management. We're also a defense contractor supporting the warfighter. It's a really cool company and has a, we're team members, you know, not employees. And the boss, the big guy, the CEO is a servant leader. He's the kind of guy you read about. I, you know those books you read and you're like, that's ridiculous. I could never act like that. I work for that guy and uh, he's a good dude. So I'm, I'm triple lucky, Jack. <laughs> now, I remember now it was a servant leadership company. And I say company because while it's from the, the, the top down, it really is a mindset that uh, grows across the company and, and through the different layers of management all the way down. But I want to uh, just touch on metrics with you. This is the other area we always discuss with finance leaders. Are you looking at the business any differently uh, than perhaps we were uh, way back when, when we recorded the first podcast? Is there a business dynamic maybe that you're paying closer attention to and have begun to measure or what, what, what would you tell us? Yeah, I think one dynamic that is completely different than nine months ago is max remote telework. And I, Jack, I, I was absolutely against it at every place I've ever worked. I was convinced anybody working from home was a loser and they were playing video games. They were like World of Warcraft experts on, you know, they're playing command and conquer. They're not working. They're, they're lamer gamers. And I just hated it. And so when, we, when this pandemic happened, and we had to, now we're, we, we are considered essential workers because of the work that we did. And so our work didn't stop, but we went remote. And uh, I really was unsure about that, Jack. Like 
I, I actually, even though our office uh, had nobody in it, I went to it. For the two first two weeks, I was driving to the office. Like it was me and one other person in a two-story, 80,000 square feet headquarters. It was like me and this other person. And, and I, was, I was like, I'm the best. I'm the hardest working. The rest of these people are, you know, just sitting around mowing their lawns, building a garden. And I'm the only person really working. And like uh, the, the second week into it, the other person coming in the office thought she got the COVIDs and called in sick. And I started panicking. I was like, oh, my God, she was walking around every day, hitting every door handle with Lysol. And I was like, now I got it. So I stayed home. And I've never been back and I never want to go back and remote work is the best thing ever. I want max work forever. And it, it Jack, I don't know if, uh, if you've read the new Testament of the Bible, but it is a Saul to Paul conversion. I have turned from a persecutor to a praiser. I am, I, I am going, I am going to march across the land of the United States that telework is the new normal. This is what we need forever. I never, ever, ever want to go back into an office, sir. <laughs> okay, Paul. We're going to move forward here. As a new convert, seriously, what are you trying to get a read on lately to make certain it's all of what you think it might be operating in this remote environment? Well, I'm seeing in the near-term productivity improvements. I'm actually seeing some more hours uh, being put in. I don't know if that's like a short-term gain and that's going to drop off. I, I, I can't speak to the long-term effect because lifecycle engineering is new to this remote work. But in the near term, I'm seeing extra effort. I'm seeing extra accomplishments. I'm seeing more productivity. So it's like a, a multiplier effect to get more productivity and more effort. I mean, it's, it's an exponential uh, things that are going on. So, I mean, I think people are really trying and uh, it's crazy. I mean, people who already worked hard are working more hours. When I, when I send an email, people used to never respond after hours. People do now. And so now I have to, I have to be kind of careful. You know, I, I feel guilty, like, oh, gosh, I, don't, I didn't mean for him or her to email me back at 8. I'm a workaholic. I'm not trying to make everybody a workaholic. I just think of random things at random times. So, so yes, I'm taking a, a paying attention to every metric we ever did before and more and more quickly. And I'm seeing positives. I'm seeing positive things. I think that uh, uh, people are, are putting in a little extra effort, being more productive, finding creative work, ways to get work done. It's like some, it's like a, a unintended lean initiative there. It's an unintended process automation initiative. I, I, I'm, it's win-win brother. <laughs> well, we talked last time uh, about the importance of networking. And, of course, I, I think we mentioned that you had established uh, the CFO Council, uh, which I, is now you call it the Global CFO Council. Um, can you just maybe take us back again in time? Were you, were you always a networker? Was this something that uh, you always felt passionate about? And then maybe share uh, some of the history that, that led you to form the council. Yeah, so I, I think I've always kind of been into networking and volunteer kind of stuff. I was thinking back before our call. I mean, even in high school, I, I was one of the folks who started a group, Students for Legislative Reform, and we didn't do anything. 
but we, you know, it was kind of cool to start it. And when I was in college, I started a club because I heard if you started a club, you could get free money from the university, which is true. It was awesome. And uh, so as an adult, I've just been attracted. And, and until recently, other people's organizations. And I participated in every industry association, every accounting association anybody's ever heard of. I just think they're awesome. I've gotten some of the, maybe every job I've ever gotten or the best jobs because of networking. I've gotten a ton out of the education. And so I love it. And then uh, as I talked about on episode 329, I moved to Charleston and I wanted some sort of educational and networking forum. So I started something in Charleston. And uh, I think we were kind of just right beginning the first time we talked. And from there, I've grown kind of like you in this uh, CFO Thought Leader podcast. Yeah, so so true. Tell a friend about us. You do it one uh, one listener at a time, I suppose. From what I recall, this began was it was it breakfast meetings or or was it informal, sort of more casual? Yeah, it, it's it's uh, where we have physical chapters. We meet for breakfast. We break bread early in the morning, seven o'clock when only CFOs are up. We drink a lot of coffee, and it's a fun. I know that sounds crazy but fun educational and networking opportunity and grew from Charleston, South Carolina to start. And then a couple years later, I started one in the upstate in Greenville, South Carolina. And then my plan, if you had asked me nine months ago, Jack was to maybe once or every other year, I would start another physical chapter in a different city. Uh, but the pandemic has caused a lot of people. We talked about how it's impacted life cycle engineering. It's caused a lot of people to pivot. And I've, I've also pivoted and changed with the CFO council. And now it's, uh, you've got some, a remote platform that is a big part of the future. Would you agree? Or how, how do you characterize it? Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, with the, I like to go in the office. Well, you know, the CFO council, was an in-person networking and educational forum around either drinking together or eating together. And so I had a speaker in March when the pandemic hit and we had to close down everything and start living in our bunkers. They said, hey, I'd still like to talk. Could we do a virtual meeting? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Sure, no problem. And then I figured out how to do it. And we had a hundred folks come to the first virtual meeting. We've never had less than a hundred people on a virtual meeting. I do one or two a month now and people seem to really like it. I've had folks who maybe only came once a year because they take their kids to school or they've got a board meeting on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. So they, they, they were never, never able to come. There are some people who love the virtual meetings even better. So it was an accidental improvement on the CFO council model. And it also allowed me to realize, wow, the biggest inhibitor to growth was physically being able to find a place and the time suck of putting on 12 to 15 events in a city. Well, wow, if I'm virtual, Jack, it takes one second to add a new member in Charlotte or Canada or India. So I was like, let's go global. Let's start a global CFO council and we're, they can participate in the virtual meetings that I have. And then as I have 25 or more in any city, I'll c- 
kick off a spark cell, which is a quarterly networking fellowship time, like a social. And then wherever a hundred or more are gathered in any city, I'll kick off the breakfast meetings. And so I'm trying to steal that great quote from Warren Buffett. I'm trying to be greedy while others are fearful and I'm trying to grow. And if you're, you're an existing organization with a big overhead, wow, you're retreating. You're uh, worried about trying to, how you're going to continue. If you're a 501c6, you're not eligible for the PPP loans. They're in a period of retrenchment these other professional associations. I have no costs. I'm lean by design. I have a job. This is my nights and weekend gig. So everything I do is easy and lean. And so I have no costs. And so I'm, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be greedy while others are fearful and expand this thing while I can't meet anywhere physically. So I can grow virtually. Now, can you, can you give us a sense of, uh, top of mind issues for, for CFOs and what's really, why are they coming together? And this is a, a pretty interesting time where CFOs really have to rely on relationships. Uh, they have to reach out perhaps via email or however they do it. So something like this can really serve an invaluable role. Why are they reaching out? Trying to get a reality check, one would imagine, on a number of things. I've noticed that a few really popular topics are things like business continuity, are uh, uh, benchmarking, budgeting, forecasting dashboards. You know, if it, we're not physically in front of each other, we need virtual represent, visual virtual representation of the numbers. That's very popular. Uh, economic forecasts, also super for, uh, popular. Early on economic updates and how, uh, why was the stock market rebounding so quickly? Uh, it was kind of a disconnect understanding on sort of the macro economy and leading indicators out of the rebound on the stock market. You know, that that was uh, there were some question marks early on. And then also, I think just people crave fellowship, even right now, if it's virtual, just seeing another human being, seeing somebody appear who does what you do. You have a common connection. I think people really enjoy that. Now, tell us about the membership uh, a little bit. Do you have to be a CFO or are there, uh, you know, different levels of membership as well? Yeah, Jack, there, there are, we are pretty strict about our membership rules and senior financial executives are defined as the chief financial officer, could be treasurer, could be corporate controller, vice president of finance, senior level decision maker at the company, minimum company size, at least uh, $10 million worth of revenue, $10 million worth of assets. So not a uh, startup yesterday, uh, and I'm calling myself every position. At the local chapters, once we establish a chapter in a city, because we have 100 members or more, then I allow 10% vetted resource companies. So CPAs, bankers, lawyers, those partners that are necessary to perform our jobs, we allow 10% of the membership at the chapter level. We'll be back with CFO Robert Bendetti after this. Technology adoption, business partnership, strategic direction, resource optimization, and honestly, scalability. 
right? We are past the point in business of throwing people to solve problems. Like, let's take a five second pause and RIP to that business strategy, right? <laughs> you can't just throw people to solve problems anymore. Hi, I'm Rowan Tonkin, your host at Being Planful. You just heard from Chris Ortega, a recent guest on the show. If you want to hear from guests like Chris talking about today's trends for tomorrow's FBNA leaders, you can subscribe at beingplanful.com or wherever you get your podcast. The business landscape is changing quickly. As the pressure to manage expenses efficiently and strategically increases, you need solutions that not only help drive down costs and improve efficiencies, but meet the changing needs of your business. At U.S. Bank, we can help. We'll work with you to uncover your specific payment challenges and bring you proactive and innovative solutions and strategies that help you meet the financial goals of your organization. Our commitment to doing the right thing for our customers has earned us the designation of one of the world's most ethical companies from the Ethisphere Institute for six years in a row. To learn more, visit us at usbpayment.com. Before we ask you, Robert, how to connect with the council, the CFO council, I just want to mention here, I think it's so easy for finance, senior finance executives to sort of pull up the ladder behind them and, and sort of hunker down in this strange environment that we're all part of right now. But uh, networking should not stop, cannot stop. So in all honesty, that's what uh, led me uh, to ask you to be back on the show and give you the opportunity to tell us what you're up to. I saw you promoting a number of things on LinkedIn, to be honest. And I just thought it would be a good service for our our listeners uh, to get out there and network some more. So uh, touching base with people like you, the ultimate uh, connector, uh, is great. But but fill us in. Where do, how do we connect with the CFO Council? Yeah, thank you very much, Jack, for having me back on. I love this podcast. I'm a listener, and I appreciate you having me a second time. And I would just love as a call to action to everybody listening, all the CFOs who listen to the CFO Thought Leader, to go to globalcfocouncil.com and join. There's no cost to join. There's no cost to attend meetings for senior financial executives. And I'd love to have every listener of the CFO thought leader to be a, a member. It's, I think, the premier place for educational and networking for senior financial executives. And I'd love to have your listeners check it out. All right. Well, Robert Bendetti, CFO of Lifecycle Engineering and uh, chairman of the Global Council, or what, what do you go by these days at the Emperor? Emperor. I like it. Thank you so much, Robert, for joining us. And if it's not perhaps already obvious, Robert's events or the, the council CFO events are known to be not only informative, but fun. This is Jack Sweeney for CFO Thought Leader. Thank you for listening. Hello, listeners. Do us a favor. Be certain to subscribe to CFO Thought Leader on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or Google Play. If you like the show, please recommend it to a friend. 
Oh, and by the way, the CFO Yearbook 2021 Print Edition debuts on Amazon this quarter, featuring 100 profiles of finance leaders from our 2020 season. Would you like to learn more about our CFO guests? Order the CFO Yearbook 2021. Thank you for supporting our efforts to bring you career journeys of CFOs driving change. We'll be back with another episode very soon. Thank you for listening.